the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump opened his Memorial Day weekend with something he hasn't done for a while, a golf outing. The trip Saturday to Trump National Golf Club in Northern Virginia is the president's first to one of his private golf properties since early March. That trip to his club in West Palm Beach, Florida, came several days before he declared a national emergency over the coronavirus pandemic. The president has been pushing states to fully reopen businesses and outdoor venues after they were closed to help slow the virus's spread. Friday, he declared places of worship essential and told governors they should allow them to reopen. Ben Thomas, Washington. Meanwhile, the president is calling on states to let churches reopen. Yesterday, he said he is declaring that houses of worship, that includes churches, synagogues, and mosques, all to be essential, and says it's time for them to open their doors again. This is SRN News. Mark Levin believes there's a huge divide over COVID. And so you can see at least two divides within our economy. Those who receive government stipends or government salaries, and those who don't. And those who don't are raising their voices and protesting because their lives are being destroyed. Follow the science, Dr. Fauci. Follow the science. Now, Dr. Fauci, he doesn't wear a mask. I haven't seen a guy wear a mask yet. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Just after 1 o'clock, and you know what that means. It's time for the Northern Alliance Radio Network with your headliner, Mitch Berg. That's coming up here in just a moment. With abundance of misinformation being spread online, we're doing everything we can to keep you informed. Find articles and much more by going to am1280thepatriot.com and click on the COVID-19 updates and resources. From the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center, we're going to have a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms tonight, mainly after 2 p.m. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue. The show that's making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. Going on 19 years of being, well, one of Minnesota's blogs. Enough said. This broadcast going on 17 years now, dominating Twin Cities weekend talk radio, really dominating Twin Cities media all week long, and really ready to take its place dominating national media in its own little way. I am here. Brad Carlson will be here tomorrow from 1 to 3. Terminator N taking a much-deserved day off. Uh, Eric, back behind the glass. Well, 
figurative glass. Uh, there is no real actual glass uh, between us now. I'm broadcasting from home. Brad Carlson's broadcasting from his home. The studio is basically a, a castle of splendid isolation. And Eric, being the relatively new producer to this broadcast, has a few rites of passages to go for. doesn't have an official nickname yet. That's one thing. The other rite of passage is learning the secret to turning off the slapback echo at the beginning of every remote. I'll let you work that out with uh, with uh, the conciliary and engineer Steve. Anyway, I'm just going to take my headphones off here so I don't get all confused. And so it feels so weird doing radio without headphones on. It's 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 like a governor making proclamations without any actual scientific knowledge. What? You see what I did there? <sighs> the governor's reopening plan that came out this past week. Uh, you've heard people talking about it. It might be better referred to as a slow strangulation plot for Twin Cities businesses. <sighs> I mean, okay, I'll be fair here. It might actually not be designed to destroy small businesses, especially in the low-density parts of the state. But if it were, it would be hard to tell what they would be doing differently. Mary, uh, rep- Representative Mary Franzen, a friend of this broadcast from Alexandria, put it well in a statement she put out uh, this past uh, Friday, yesterday, uh, Friday, maybe Thursday, uh, about the Wednesday announcement. Uh, Representative Franson issued the following statement, quote, the governor clearly does not understand how we live life in the area I represent. He clearly does not understand that his policies are killing businesses and our way of life. My communities will not survive, said Franzen, whose communities include Alexandria, Osakis, other communities up in the greater Scott and Ottertail. Ottertail? Anyway, up in central Minnesota, the, the greater Alexandria Metroplex. Quote, a business in my community struggling to make their sales tax payment requested to make a payment plan with the governor's administration. If they wanted a payment plan, they would need to forfeit their liquor license. Our government is acting like the mafia, and our government is acting like Tony Soprano. And this is a metaphor, and, and by the way, kudos to Representative Franzen for, for perhaps perhaps not by reference to this broadcast, but picking up on the, the metaphor I have used in so many areas uh, in dealing with the private sector having to relate to the frequently less well-advised uh, swerves of, of government by decree that we've been seeing here. I, I coined it in reference to the city of St. Paul, the city of Bloomington, uh, some other cities in the metro area, moving from a private trash collection system that actually responds to the free market and the needs and, and demands of the consumer, the taxpayer, the homeowner, the property owner, and going to a system that basically serves the needs of the city's political class. And that's pretty much what we have here. Now, there's a few immutable facts. We discussed, and by the way, whenever whenever the, the, the governor speaks on the issues here, uh, he refers to, he, he, he makes sure he, he trots out some reference to science. Now, as we've discussed in this broadcast numerous times, science, whenever you hear governors or especially DFL or Democrat governors trot out references to science, hang on to your hats or more specifically, hang on to your civil liberties and to your free market because the science you can count on 
with an absolute degree of certainty will be not science so much as a series of of cherry picked facts designed to to lend support legitimate or not to a point of view that supports what government wants anyway and it's not so much science as it is selection of facts to log roll people to to coerce complete compliance with what governor demand uh, government demands in this case governor waltz and his his emergency declaration we discussed this last week along with david strom the quote science end quote uh is a model and we learned this this past week from uh, representative matt dean who ran some of the math or, or had access to people who ran some of the math and the the model on which uh governor waltz is basing all of his assumptions predicts that Minnesota, left to its own devices by the end of summer, will have a death rate per million, roughly, let's see if I can recall the exact number, 17, no, eight times that of Italy at the height of the contagion. I'll let that sink in with you again here, folks. The model the governor is using predicts a death rate between seven and eight times what Italy suffered at the worst of the pandemic. Now, if you listen to or read the tame lefty media, you will hear it constantly. The United States leads the world in coronavirus cases and deaths, and that's true. We are by far the largest country that is reporting somewhat honestly on its numbers, so that's not really especially counterintuitive, but that's the United States, as we've shown on this broadcast over and over in the past, and we will do again today, is not one big monolithic set of results. We have different results in different parts of the country. We have different results in different parts of the state of Minnesota. And so not only, not only does the model... And, and and by the way, I need to I need to to back up and clarify here. We've had we've had uh, some people who have had a chance to look at the model that was put together by, among others, a couple of students at the University of Minnesota who spent a weekend uh, eating Jimmy John's and drinking Mountain Dew and putting together a, a basically a computer program that takes various inputs, digests various assumptions, and produces predictions. Now. If you can come up with a coherent case that leads from Minnesota being where it is today to having a death rate per million eight times that of Italy in March, I am all ears. Now, two things I want to clarify first. First of all, as I pointed out last week in my discussion with David Strom on this broadcast, I don't care that they had a couple students do the programming it's it's programming it's code and a friend of this broadcast um neil lynch who was the longtime chair of the republican liberty caucus or the, one of the republican liberty groups who is himself a software engineer or at least has spent some time in the trenches of that trade looked over the code which was released publicly via an app called github that uh, where programmers like many i work with publicly put out their code for people to look at, to borrow, to steal snippets from, to borrow, to trade. It's basically open source software development. And and uh, Neil, did I say Mike? It may have been Neil. I may have said Mike. It's actually Neil. Uh, put out a Facebook post in which he said, given his experience, it looked like perfectly good code. 
The code itself is perfectly fine. As with all modeling, it's not about the code. It's about your assumptions. What assumptions do you have going in? How do you process those assumptions? And what comes out? Now, what comes out is a model, a proposal for what the reality might look like under certain conditions. And I've had a number of people in my social circle, people who trend to the left of center, who say, well, this is science. Science tells us this could happen. Which is where my problem for the first half of the hour here comes from. You see, we have a, a fair chunk of our society who thinks someone with a credential, uh, a master's degree, a position uh, in, at an institution that, that, that deals with some issue or another, uh, who thinks that that is what science is, who thinks that Neil deGrasse Tyson said it, is what science is. It's not. What comes out of a model is a prediction, a, what, what we call, those of us who have ever had to deal with science in real life, we call a hypothesis, a high hypothesis. Say it 20 times fast. And the idea with actual science, as opposed to the kind of, quote, fact-based, end quote, quote, data-centered, end quote, approach that so much of our society takes to these questions these days. I, when I say so much of our society, I mean the left. The problem is the output of a model is not a conclusion. It's a hypothesis. And if you took ninth grade chemistry at a time when teachers still, you know, taught these sorts of things, you know that the output of the model being the hypothesis hypothesis is where the experimentation starts and the experimentation is to prove that the hypothesis is or is not wrong that the hypothesis can be shown to be false it is not the conclusion that you end with it's the hypothesis you start with but that's not the way the government of the state of minnesota is putting out there and more damningly it's not what the media that to all, well, nearly all intents and purposes does little but carry water for the DFL administration. That's not how they're reporting it. As if the model is the conclusion. That's not how it works, people. 651. 289-4488, the number to call. Should you care to join me, you can also join me on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, N-A-R-N Show. By the way, standing order to all of my producers is if you disagree with me, you jump to the front of the queue. You get on the line first. So if you, you want to tell me that I'm wrong, bring your A game, but give us a call, 651-289-4488, or join us on Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N Show. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Seven segments to go, which means we've literally, as well as figuratively, just begun the fun. Go nowhere. Right back.
limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking Relief Factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects. And I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. Let's welcome Jeremy Camp. Hope comes home with I Still Believe. You can download it now at WatchSalemMedia.com. From the creators of I Can Only Imagine comes the uplifting true life story of Christian music megastar Jeremy Camp. I'm supposed to be with her. I can't explain it. I just know that. Jeremy's hope and faith are put to the test when tragedy strikes. You're going to be healed. What if I'm not supposed to be healed? I Still Believe is an incredible story of musical stardom, the heights of love, the depths of loss, and the healing power of the human spirit. One love can change your life. You chose willingly to walk into the fire with her. That's what love is. Witness the true story of Christian music star Jeremy Camp and his journey of love and loss that looks to prove there is always hope. Starring K.J. Appa, Britt Robertson, Gary Sinise, and Shania Twain. Own I Still Believe on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital now from Lionsgate at WatchSalemMedia.com. That's WatchSalemMedia.com. American pressure. Spray it. Don't say it. Looking to disinfect, American Pressure has solutions for you. Our mobile disinfecting mister is a cart featuring a high-pressure pump, 15-gallon reservoir tank, and misting and atomizing nozzle with a 50-foot applicator hose. Great for doing large areas and quickly wetting surfaces. We also have Vital Oxide, an EPA-registered disinfectant. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like the Liberty Bell and its crack. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Welcome back to Twin Cities and World. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget this uh, COVID-19 outbreak you perhaps heard about. It's been in all the papers, and it did, in fact, bring our economy to a standstill. It has a huge setback for Twin Cities as small businesses. It's not going to be long before Minnesotans who've been stuck inside for weeks are going to head out to enjoy their favorite restaurants, their salons, their stores, all of them. Again, hopefully, if you're a small business person, you're surviving out there. And by the way, if you're having trouble, I would love to hear from you at 651-289-4488. Anyway, if your business is uh, not prepared for the rush, if your marketing plan is effective and optimized with a message that's timely and targeted to the customers who need your products or services, well, we here at the Salem Twin Cities are here to help with a free evaluation of your marketing message 
and a plan to help you thrive. Visit uh, surroundmsp.com. That's from all of us folks here at Salem, Twin Cities. We're here to help you get back on your feet. If you are blessed with the opportunity to get back on your figurative feet, and hope you are. We've been hearing from a lot of businesses out there this past week, uh, this past, (laughs) especially in in the days since the governor opened the Potemkin, quote, reopening, end quote, plan that he uh, favored us with this past week, Wednesday. There have been a few institutions, bars in the Twin City, bars, restaurants, hair salons, who've who've talked uh, about trying to reopen. And I thought it was interesting. One in particular was a small, uh, and again, the the slapback just came back right there. Whatever you just hit there, there you go. Perfect. We're back. All right. Uh, Sorry, that was not great radio, folks. Just uh, giving some advice back to my engineer back at the studio. By the way, who who you can talk to at 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. Uh, A group of bars in central Minnesota called Shady's. Perhaps you heard about this. They uh, spoke last weekend of their intention to reopen in spite of government, uh, in spite of the rule from decree, by decree that has, as we discussed with David Strom last week, basically taken all of Minnesota and in the absence of any science whatsoever, in fact, in complete opposition to an honest reading of the numbers, opted to treat all of Minnesota exactly the same, taken a model which, as we discussed with David Strom last week, treated all of Minnesota as if it was exactly equal in susceptibility to Hennepin County, a high-density county full of nursing homes that have been getting trashed in part because of government edicts that, just like New York City, which turned its nursing homes into killing fields, I'm only barely being hyperbolic, if at all, adopted the same policy that Governor Cuomo, Fredo Cuomo of, of New York, adopted, saying nursing homes have to take people infected with COVID, thus importing the disease into places crammed to the rafters with our very most vulnerable citizens, people who are in of sufficient age and insufficient health enough to wind up in communal living, nursing homes, assisted livings, memory cares, hospice. And it was a bloodbath. I mean, if the private sector had done this on its own, investigative reporters would be clawing each other's eyes out to get at the story first. Government regulators would be flying in on black helicopters and obsiling down to the ground with briefcases full of summonses. There would be accountability. Rather, instead, you had the media showing, trying to put out a point, trying to uh, package Fredo Cuomo as 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 a hero for his decisive treatment. It was the exact opposite, by the way. I can't stress this enough. And we'll talk about this later on in the broadcast. The, 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 the contrast between the media's treatment of Fredo Cuomo and Razzo de Blasio, and they're stupid. I mean, it's the only... You have to chalk it up to stupidity or politically ba- you know, putting politics first, and that's being charitable. 
Because the only other alternative is they really, I don't want to sound too conspiratorial here, but the only other only other alternative to stupidity and, and politicizing their response is that they really are that stupid. And, and you could say, why choose? And, and you may have a point. Anyway, uh, the state of Minnesota, in its dictates to nursing homes, have followed the same basic, deeply stupid approach. And the death toll, especially in Hennepin County, long-term care facilities, has been astronomical, tragic, horrendous. And this this strikes home for me, by the way, personally. And and I cannot I, I think I may do what something that, that it probably makes for not the best radio here, but I'm just gonna vent for a little bit. I, I have a mother, I pointed this out on the, the, the show in the past. I have a, a mother who is in uh, a group care facility in North Dakota. And thank God she's in North Dakota. Because for all of big left yapping about about how the Western states, the, the red states, don't care about the elderly, they actually shut down the nursing homes. They isolated patients away. They, they isolated the infected away from the most vulnerable among us. And as we pointed out last week and the week before on this broadcast, the testing rates in North Dakota and South Dakota are respectively three times and one and a half times higher than they are in caring, progressive Minnesota. My mom got tested last week. She's clean. Thank you. Praise God. And I do. Now, my mother's husband of 29 years, that does not be my father. This would be her second husband. They were married about the same time, actually. Uh, passed away in March. And of lung cancer, by the way, lung ailments, but not COVID bad enough as it is. And he, 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 what, he didn't have COVID thrown at him as well because the nursing homes locked down hard and kept out all visitors and more importantly, kept out all infected, huh? the people that they knew were infected, which they were allowed to do by the way, by a government that is, how can I put this? in a way so as to not sound inflammatory. I can't. By a government that's not stupid. A government that is not more motivated by its own collective party ego than it is by, here's a radical notion, the actual science. Science that we've known about viruses ever since we've known what a virus or even an infectious bacterial infection is. Keep the infected away from the uninfected. My native North Dakota has done it pretty well. The long-term care facilities up there are not a bloodbath. Here they are, for the same reasons that they were in New York and, briefly, Washington State. Why do you suppose that is? Anyway, here's where my anger starts to leak in here. My mother's alone up there. They're not letting in visitors. When I do go to visit her, I won't be able to see her except maybe from 10 feet away through a cracked window. Maybe. And that's with a mask on. I may get to talk to her for a few minutes while I'm taking care of my other business up there from a distance, if I'm lucky. The plan is to try and move her to Minnesota so that my family and I can be near her during this time. 
I wouldn't put my worst enemy's parents into a Minnesota nursing home now. And I can't do it for the foreseeable future, not in good conscience, not while this batch of politically motivated, sanctimonious hyenas is running this state. This is not politics talking, ladies and gentlemen. This is personal. And the only consolation I have in this situation, which, let me tell you, is brutally difficult. This is my mother I'm talking about here. The only consolation is at least she's in the right state. And for all of you who have relatives in nursing homes, in long-term care, in memory care, in assisted living in the state of Minnesota, I pray that you have management that knew how to resist this state's, again, how do I not be inflammatory in saying this? I can't. This state's idiot government, this state's government that yaps about science while not understanding science, that yaps about having plans while never having to plan, ever, ever having to, had to plan anything other than private, uh, public rather sector declarations. Uh, about a bunch of people, uh, an, an administration that is playing at science and business while showing neither experience nor aptitude at either. And that's bad enough, but seeing where their actual priorities are makes it even worse. And we'll talk about that when we come back. Care to join me? 651-289-4488. We go into the call uh, phones as uh, soon as you want to call. And by the way, if you disagree with me, (laughs) get on the line quick. You get on first. Be ready. You're not going to have an easy ride of it, but you will get the fairest hearing in Twin Cities Talk Radio. I guarantee it. Just try me. 651-289-4488. You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Your potential customers are at home right now. Are you there with them? In these uncertain times, the investment you made in digital marketing is really paying off. Thanks to Salem Surround, you're on page one of the search engines. Your online reputation is five-star. Your digital presence is accurate, and you're everywhere. Oh, wait, you're not? You don't have an effective digital marketing strategy? It's not too late. Contact Salem Surround for help. We deliver prescriptive marketing solutions to communicate with your current and future customers that not only meet your needs, but exceed your expectations. Salem Surround can help you with digital marketing during these difficult times and beyond. Total market saturation with increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com surroundmsp.com connecting you with new customers did you know my mom's gonna have a baby she is will it be a boy or will it be a girl we don't know yet but we heard the heartbeat and my dad said this is gonna be someone very special 
You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor. Well, probably maybe like a singer-dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. Midwest Fence is the type of fence company your brother, your uncle, your cousin, or your neighbor would recommend because they too went with them for their fence and figured out pretty quickly Midwest was the obvious choice. Not only were the costs kept low because Midwest Fence is the largest fence company in the state and thus buys in bulk and passes the savings on to you, but just the fact that this company has vastly more experience with fences than anyone else gives a person a a certain peace of mind. Folks, they've been at this since Truman was president. Driving down the road in Minnesota, you see the handiwork of Midwest fence all around you. And those people who went with Midwest will tell you it was hardly a difficult decision. You won't find a greater variety of design options, nor more down-to-earth people ready to work with you. Midwest fence, the ones your neighbors recommend. Learn more at MidwestFence.com. Cities and world. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot, 651-289-4488. Questions, comments, concerns, give us a holler. That's what we're here for. By the way, with a significant movement in the U.S. workforce working from home or in a state of self-quarantine in order to flatten the proverbial curve, we want to remind you it's as easy as ever to tune in and stay informed as we work together to protect the most vulnerable among us, which is what it is all about. We're on iHeart. We're on TuneIn. We're on our website. We have a free mobile app, am12athepatriot.com, which you can get from uh, from wherever you get your uh, mobile device apps for your phone, your iPad, your, your Kindle, whatever. Go there. Also, your smart speaker at radio.com, as well as the other competing uh, networks app. Yeah, we're on there as well. They can pay me to give their name, but that's okay. Uh, so that's where you can, you can join us all over the place, as well as good old-fashioned terrestrial radio. Anyway, this past week, we saw government's priorities writ large, as it were. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the impact on people of faith, communities of faith, uh, later on in the broadcast here, because I think that it alone is a subject that could easily eat up a whole hour, and it may just on this broadcast today, because uh, Governor Waltz's proclamation, I'm tired of calling them press conferences there, there was a proclamation this past week with all of its imperial uh, trappings, uh, kind of let slip an awful lot of internal prejudice in in the DFL, the, the state's current ruling party. And you saw by their actions how the... Uh, where their priorities are. I, I started talking in the last segment about a, a chain of central Minnesota bars called Shady's. It's a, I think there's a half a dozen of them around and about central Minnesota. And their owner 
had the temerity to say he was well, he was needing to get reopened and to to get back in business to start paying his hundreds of employees again and to uh, start getting some revenue coming through or he was going to go out of business like so many bars restaurants and other small businesses have done in this past eight weeks eight weeks it's been a suffocating pall of misery for a whole chunk of this state's most productive people the small business community in this state again as we pointed out this is based on policy set by a dishonest reading of a deeply flawed model that shows that Minnesota is inevitably going to get assailed by a death rate eight times higher than Italy at its worst if we follow our current path with eight weeks of social distancing. I mean, what a, if it's true, what an exercise in futility. All the suffering we've had and we're still headed for eight times the death rate of Italy, which, by the way, is complete garbage as we pointed out last week the model assumes that the entire state is going to be hit the same as high density urban hennepin county and it won't as we've seen in the rural west as we've seen in south dakota the dakotas iowa montana the case rates may spike up but the death rates stay nice and low and the case rates tend to spark up in the in the high density places i mean a meat packing plant is as dense, densely packed with people as a New York City subway on a bad day, well, a good day in the subway, I guess. But this is not the way life is in the vast majority of, of this country, to say nothing of this state outside the 494-694 loop. If you're not in a densely packed place like a meatpacking plant, like in Worthington, or in a nursing home jammed full of patients that are highly vulnerable or if you're not riding around in a train or a bus or sitting in restaurants and bars a couple times a day like much of metro culture does you're probably a lot safer that's just the way that's the way it looks there is scientific evidence of this and the anecdotal evidence is right out there you look at the death rates in north dakota south dakota they are respectively under half or a third what they are here in Minnesota and order of magnitude less than they are in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Yeah. Shady's, the central Minnesota bar chain, bar and restaurant chain, chose to try and make a stand for its existence, for its employees, for the morale of that part of the state, and for... Let's be honest, the scientific reality that low density is inherently safer and that bars and restaurants are perfectly capable and people are perfectly capable of looking out for their own safety, as we've seen in the rural West. They took a stand. They said they were going to reopen and Attorney General Ellison showed indelibly this past Sunday the Waltz administration's priorities. Reading from his press release of last Sunday, Attorney General Keith Ellison announced Sunday evening that his office has filed an enforcement action against a chain of six bars and restaurants known as Shady's that have vowed to reopen 
or tomorrow, this past Monday, or in coming days for on-site consumption of food and beverages during the ongoing pandemic in violation of Emperor Walt, I'm sorry, Governor Waltz's Stay Safe Minnesota Executive Order. The establishments are located in Albany, Bertram, Cold Spring, New Munich, Rice, and St. Martin, all in or near Stearns County COVID-19 hotspots. The lawsuit also names owner Chris Schiffler individually as a defendant. The Attorney General's office informed Mr. Schiffler that reopening prior to the date allowed in the order and before the state's scheduled release of a plan to safely reopen bars and restaurants, we'll talk about that in a moment, could be both dangerous to the public and in violation of Executive Order 20-56. Despite initially indicating agreement to delay opening, the owner again publicly stated today that he intends to defy the governor's executive order and reopen this past Monday despite the public health risk. Now, the hot spot, by the way, in Stearns County is St. Cloud and its high-density environs. Not Albany, Bertram, Cold Spring, New Munich, Rice, and St. Martin, where the case rates, last we checked, still pretty darn microscopic compared to Hennepin County, compared to Ramsey County, compared to Olmstead, and the rest of Stearns County, or at least the urban parts of it. Huh. So, Attorney General Ellison's office can't be bothered to go after vote fraud. They can't be bothered to assist state, uh, county, uh, outstate counties and, and cities in, in prosecuting crime. Goodness knows they're completely useless at dealing with the crime spike in the metro area. But they got the time and the budget to go after bars that do what? Uh, that speak up and defy the rule by decree that we have in this state today. Oh, this is going to be the subject of the month here, folks. 651-289-4488. Let's go to the phones in St. Louis Park. Mark, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You are on the air. Mitch, again, thanks for taking my call. call. Great show. Um, I was going to comment about an earlier segment, but speaking about Stearns County, I contacted the reporter of the Star Tribune. They had the two front page uh, articles a week ago, uh, Joe Walsh, and I asked him how many deaths and how many people in ICU were hospitalized about the uh, the breakout in that, that 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 plant that processing plant and he has yet to get back to me and normally they get back to me but yeah. they haven't got back to me on that but, and i, I suspect just one more. they won't go ahead oh go ahead go no ahead. no and you were really talking about the the uh, science and models in the earlier segment but uh, the democrats and governor walls are using science the science correctly according to them political science and i'll hang up yes. and listen Absolutely. And by the way, there's a great term for politicized science. I've been saying for years, by the way, and this is something that, that if, if I am known for saying, I would be proud to say it. If you mix politics and science, you don't get scientific politics. You get politicized science. And there is a term for that. Lysenkoism. Lysenko, of course, was a Soviet uh, scientific bureaucrat who was basically in charge of turning science into a tool of the state. When I say turning, the, the proper term is perverting science into serving as a tool of the state. By the way, the 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 by the way, thanks for your call, Mark, as always. And and that's what we have here. Science has been turned with the willing connivance of a media that to too in too many cases 
is the type of people that uh, P.J. O'Rourke once very capably described as people who didn't have the grades to do anything but journalism school. That's a little unfair. I do have friends who are journalists who are perfectly intelligent people, but one can fairly ask whether they any of them checked in their critical thinking facilities uh, when it came time to start covering this government. I will say Tom Hauser at Channel 5 has done a fine job of asking some of the questions that need to be asked. The rest of the Twin Cities metro media, not so much. There are exceptions out there, and I will certainly give credit where it's due to the extent that anyone cares. But uh, there is uh, there, th- that being said, I have to, in all honesty, call out the other side here. Uh, a lot of central Minnesotans rallied to Shady's defense against Keith Ellison this past week. Uh, a lot of people turned out to protest against the state at Shady's. Which, by the way, I think we need a lot of. And in fact, I'm thinking civil disobedience is an important thing to to acquaint yourself with if you are against the rule by dictate that we currently have in the state of Minnesota. However, this past week, a Channel 11 reporter was uh, covering the, the crowd outside of the Shadies in, I believe, Albany. And some of the crowd out there got a little bit abusive. They started manhandling him around. A couple of people tried coughing on him. He was getting mocked for wearing a mask, although if I was out in the crowd, there's dubious science on both sides of the question, do masks help you? I, I wear them when asked. If I were remotely symptomatic, I'd be wearing them in public myself. But I'll tell you what, if there's something that we in the gun rights community learned it is that if you let if you let yourself be shown as a bunch of angry, snarling barbarians, uh, that's how the narrative will be shown. If you are against the government in any way, you, your behavior has to be perfect or your imperfections will become the narrative and you lose control of your message then. Something we had to learn in the gun rights movement years ago and we have to keep reteaching some people. Much more on that when we come back. Let's take a break. It's the Northern. Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens. To help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous, too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, 
It's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in Minnesota. In almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial. Because we will. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in today's culture? How does your faith in Jesus Christ relate to the world around you? Sometimes to have faith can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and sometimes challenging landscape. That's why you need to visit iBelieve.com. iBelieve.com is a site designed for Christian women. iBelieve.com has blogs, videos, and even daily devotionals. Whether you're looking for advice, ideas for a church group, or just an uplifting message, visit iBelieve.com. That's iBelieve.com. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. I urge you once again, there is a lot of anger. There's a lot of emotion out there. And I urge you, as I have in many uh, contexts, to learn something from the the gun rights movement, which learned long ago, that you always have to present your best face uh, whenever the media is involved. Because while... The, the DFL does control, does have, does have a lot of sympathy from among the media. It doesn't take much to actually put your best face out there and make sure your message, as opposed to a perversion of your message, gets presented. Now, Keith Ellison is a bully <laughs> in so many ways, allegedly. Uh, and And so it's not hard to gin up sympathy against him Provided you don't go out of your way to make yourself look uh, <laughs> uh, less sympathetic than Keith Ellison, which unfortunately a bunch of these people in Albany protesting outside Shady's did. I get the anger. I'm feeling it myself, as you can tell. Uh, but anyway, 651. So, yeah, 651-289-4488. It's not an overstatement to say if you're a conservative, if you are a pro-liberty person, If you're against the government and media narrative, pardon the redundancy, your behavior does have to be, if not perfect, at least vastly, vastly better than the alternative. Let's go to the phones in Mendota Heights. Gary, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go right ahead. Hello, sir. Uh, On Thursday, I spoke with my pastor, and he said that Archbishop Hebda from the local archdiocese has been trying to contact the governor's office for three to four weeks yeah. to discuss their, to, do, to discuss plans on when to open and how to open. And the archdiocese had two or three scenarios, and they had all these plan, you know, a game plan, and the Walters office ignored them. 
Yeah. And by the way, I will give kudos to Minnesota Public Radio, who actually did a fairly fair and open and uh, comprehensive interview with Archbishop Hebda this past week. And I think they did a good job of getting that out there. And yes, I, I'm going to be talking about this the entire next hour, by the way. But uh, I think the DFL's contempt for people of faith, at least people of faith that don't fall in line uh, behind their mandates, are is is becoming more and more plain. Uh, what on earth? What on earth is this, Brad? The closer Carlson's joining us. Uh, Brad, uh, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Mitch, always good to talk to you. Uh, I think you know. I wanted to bounce off the point you were talking about about uh, about some folks that are allegedly on our side. Uh, letting their anger show through and just uh, in exhibiting irrational behavior. The one thing we got to be wary of, and you've covered it, is something that the left engages in quite a bit called nut picking. Not nitpicking, but nut picking, N-U-T. I've never heard that term until Eric Erickson brought it up. It's where they take the fringe of the fringe on our side, the nuts, if you will, and use it as a broad base to uh, attack conservatives. Say, well, this is how these anti-government people are. They don't like the policies being handed down, so this is how we react. And it certainly is not a representative of our side as a whole. Sure, we're frustrated, and we are uh, just not getting sufficient explanation as to why 50 people can be in a restaurant, but more than 10 people in, say, the St. Paul Cathedral can't congregate. That's unacceptable. But we need to lay out that coherently, not with screaming at someone who decides to wear a mask. And I just returned from my local grocery store, and I wore a mask. So, yeah. uh, And I don't consider myself a sheeple by any stretch of the imagination. So uh, long story short, beware of the nut-picking out there. Be cognizant of the nut-picking when you're out uh, uh Peacefully uh, assembling is what I, I, I pointed. Brad, Brad I, I'm, I'm glad to know this term. Better late than never. I could have used it, I don't know, 10 years ago when I was hosting uh, tea party <laughs> rallies and, and was as working on, on making sure nut picking got, uh, got suppressed. But you were with me uh, a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, actually a little over two years ago, at the gun rights rally in April of 2018. I remember it because it was like a month after I'd started keto and it's like still walking around that much it was a lot of work work for me but we were there and i think you and i both if i recall you and i were both there and we both observed that when a reporter from channel nine showed up one of a a couple of reporters who showed up with their cameras the camera crew made a buzz for whom not for the presentable articulate very 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 uh, visibly above board people that were the unponderably vast majority of the crowd. No, they ran for the snaggliest looking camouflage clad Confederate flag waving assault weapon, black rifle carrying scary looking people that they could find because Mm -hmm. this was the narrative they wanted to present to their, in the case of channel nine, largely uh, central Metro uh, left leaning audience. And, And they, they got what they came for. Brad Carlson. You're right. Nut picking, is I think I, I think it's become an editorial policy in a fair chunk of Twin Cities media. We saw this as well when, uh, well, one Minnesota public radio reporter who we've talked about in recent weeks covered Tea Party and tax cut rallies, and he always went for the most objectionable possible sign and portrayed that as the mainstream of the organization. So, Brad Carlson, it's a very very wise point that you bring up to us today. Yeah, and, and it's the same with uh, 
the the pro life cause. I mean, whenever they're on debating abortion on a CNN panel, you have the uh, far left uh, feminists come on to debate the pro abortion side, and then for the pro life, you have some uh, white guy in his 70s and basically saying, oh, the patriarchy wants to keep the women down, when there are plenty of very credible, knowledgeable, insightful pro-life women that they could have on, but they're going to get on the uh, scary old white guy that wants to suppress women's right to an abortion. So it's uh, Absolutely. all in the playbook, pick- and we can't, we can't kowtow to it. Yes, and the only way to, to really fight nut-picking, Brad, is to not have the nuts out front and center or visible at these things. So thank Indeed. you for your call, Brad, by the way, as always. And, uh, as well, and if you are someone going to one of these events, I mean, I can't tell you, don't bring your black rifle. But I'm going to tell you, don't bring your black rifle. I mean, until society goes full-blown Koreatown, the optics are terrible. And I say this not because I'm not fully on your side as a Second Amendment supporter. I, I say this as someone who is tired of our side being portrayed as a threat. And believe me, there, there has been plenty of, <clears throat> if you'll pardon the expression, ammo for that in recent months. Uh, we don't we don't need any more of that. And, and on less of a Second Amendment vein, yeah, the, the media largely, even if you can, even if you can uh, find some fault in the way they cover the issues, most of them out there are just doing their job, and you can quibble about the way they do their job. Believe me, that's something that has been a steady diet for this broadcast for sixteen years now, and that's not going anywhere. But looking and acting like the animals, so much of our society wants to portray you as is a great way to never be heard for what you're really trying to say. 651-289-4488, the number to call if you want to join us. Come back the next hour. We'll be talking about the stuff that Gary was talking about just a few moments ago, uh, talking about the, the policy of this, quote, reopening as the churches. That much more. Go nowhere. We'll be right back relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking relief factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects, and I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking relief factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three week quick starter pack for just nineteen ninety five. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain. For less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. You're about to hear a commercial for a very unique mortgage team that has a very specific advantage that could save your family monthly and lifelong money. Two things you should know. One. We were started by a dad and his son and his wife and his sister-in-law. And we've grown to be a faith-focused mortgage team that's helping families across the U.S. We're faith and family at our core, and we don't hide it. Two, we've still stayed fairly small, on purpose. We're only about a couple dozen people, a makeup that we believe lets us truly know every person that calls. But we also have a big advantage. Our company is a direct lender. 
which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, a reality that often allows us to get you a better rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park, Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. We're here with another satisfied JTR roofing customer. What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that they were offering, as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation.